This is Conversations on Discipleship with Father Adam Streitenberger from St. Gabriel Catholic Radio and Diocese of Columbus Media. Welcome to Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. With me today is Seth Burkholder. Welcome, Seth. Thanks for having me. Um, Where were you guys living at? After you got married, yeah, we bounced around a little bit. Uh, you know, um, we've lived in Arizona, we lived in North Carolina, but um, when when we uh, were three years into our marriage and decided to do all of this and really learn the faith, we were right here in Columbus. Uh, yeah. So it seems to me, I mean, both you and your wife were committed to Christ um, along this journey. So even though you, maybe you weren't catechized mm-hmm. very well at all. Um, was there like a moment of commitment to Christ at some point in your life leading you know, up to this? No, no, and we talk about that, uh, you know, because there, I, as you know, there are you know many denominations out there that they have those kind of altar calls, mm-hmm. like accepting Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior, and you know, we kind of grew up with some of those like you know teen like Christ nights where kids get together, and then all of a sudden kids are going up and doing that, and we just kind of always looked around at that and. Um, you know, kind of wondered, like, I, I just always known Christ and accepted. If you're tuning in, this is Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. With me is uh, Seth Burkholder from the Office of Catholic Schools. So um, it's interesting, um, and I mean, I, I you know, my, my vague knowledge of Presbyterianism is it's not huge, these altar call um, things. It's probably... You know, I would speculate is deep from the Calvinist, you know, um, you know, tradition that yeah. if if you're saved, whether you know it or not, you know, it's although there it's got to be some moment of conviction, but yeah, nonetheless, it I think that's it's really interesting that um, the two of you were really committed to Christ enough to kind of um, you know um, discern together that there were some teachings that you couldn't accept, um, and then to go into this sort of intellectual search for truth. Um, I think connected... So when when you guys, when, like, when your wife renounced her mm-hmm. membership in the Presbyterian Church, where did you guys go? Did... Yeah, so one would think, okay, Presbyterianism did not work out. I'm Catholic, let's go there. Mm-hmm. And we didn't. We uh, we immediately jumped around to Methodist, Lutheran, you name it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we even tried different Presbyterian denominations that were kind of outside of like the greater PCUSA, mm-hmm. um, who who weren't making those changes. Um, yeah, we jumped around for a while. Yep. So on this um, sort of intellectual search, um, what led you to the Catholic Church then? Uh, you know. I got there quicker, probably because I was I was spending much more time because I took it very personal that okay like if I'm gonna learn this and I'm gonna learn the Catholic faith like I grew up with this in a sense, whereas my wife just never knew better because she wasn't exposed to it. So I took it more personally, um, and ultimately what led me quicker to home was the early Church Fathers, who I had never heard of prior to this. And so just, you know, reading specifically, you know, St. Ignatius of Antioch, um, just life-changing. Mm-hmm. 
somebody who was a, a direct uh, a, a apostle, you know, a disciple of the Apostle John, uh, you know, who was installed as bishop in Antioch by Peter himself, uh, you know, somebody like that to read his writings, to to listen to him, you know, reference the Catholic Church, you know, in the year 105, you know, to talk about the Eucharist being the body and blood of Jesus, um, to referencing the bishops and the hierarchy, all those things that were only in the Catholic Church, um, that that was eye-opening for, for me. And so that led me back quicker. Um, and as I was sharing this stuff with my wife, along with all the stuff she was learning, she was like, okay, like I'm not 100% on board like you, but I'll join RCIA and I'll learn more. And so in 2017, I came home and back into full communion and she joined RCIA. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, there was, there was these, you know, moments along the way, uh, again, that kind of like, okay, we've got this intellectual knowledge of God, but now how are we experiencing him? And one I like to point out is, is my confession story. And so I had been away from confession for 15 years. And, you know, coming back into full communion, one of the things I had to do, obviously, was go to confession. Um, and so it, it took me a long time to come up with 15 years worth of sins. Uh, I think I wrote out probably 12 or 15 pages of paper. Um, and it was, uh, you know, uh, at the time I was trying to connect with Father Sill to, to set up uh, a confession because I'm like, this is going to take me a while. And I don't want to go like at a regular confession time and distract and take up time from other people, but our schedules just weren't working out. So finally, one day, just a, 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 what appeared to be a random Wednesday in December, December 13th, I, uh, I said, I'm going to go to 630 Mass, and there's confession at 7. I'm just going to wait and be the last person in line, and then you know I'll take mm-hmm. my time. And so that's what I did. And I remember being in the confessional, and uh, Father Peter was in there, who's, who's no longer with us. He's back in his home country now. Um, and like five minutes in, he stops me and he goes, have you talked to Father Sill? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I have, Father. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, because it was the laundry list, you know, of, of 15 years worth. And, uh, you know, so I, I went through that and, you know, we got our marriage validated because that was not. Um, and then, you know, flash forward, you know, about four or five months, my wife is coming into the church. She's converting at the Easter Vigil. And, and finally, like, I think my mom had noticed that, you know, like, okay, I'm back in the church. I'm, you know, going to mass again. So she decides to give me this box of all my stuff, you know, again, small box of stuff mm-hmm. from a childhood of like my first Bible and, you know, crosses and certificates of my sacraments. And so we're, we're, we're at home on Easter night. My wife is just coming to the church. And I'm like, let's just go through my old box, be nostalgic. Mm-hmm. And I start looking through the sacrament certificates and I look at my confession, and my first confession was on December 13th, huh. 27 years earlier. And so it was like, what are the odds that December 13th, 27 years later, was going to be the day yeah. that I came back with the, and didn't even know it? And it was, uh, you know, it, it's one of those things that, like, that, that just sealed the deal. Like you've given me all this knowledge of you. I've experienced you in different ways, but experiencing you in the confession in this way, um, you know, has changed me forever, forever. Um, and, uh, 
it's uh yeah and you know i think that really points to god's kind of providential guidance yeah of our life um and um i th- i think that's the thing to really be attentive to in our lives too is cuz i think we're amazed you know i think a lot of times um maybe people wonder well you know what what kind of miracles are the Lord, is the Lord working, or um, how is the Lord at work or present? And I think by being attentive to some of these really small things, not to say that he doesn't do huge supernatural things, but I think really being attentive to those small things, it, it verifies his presence in our life. Um, and those are good things to hold on to and to remember so that in the, the rough days or when we're um, accompanying someone and kind of presenting the gospel to them and discipling them, we can say, hey, you know, this is what the Lord has done in my life, you know, and some some people might kind of say, oh, coincidence, but mm-hmm. it's it's really the Lord's, you know, kind of guidance that the Lord is in charge. Yeah, we like to call those coincidences. Yeah. Yeah, but... Um... Yeah, it's uh, it was just it it was for it to happen on that day. It was like he was telling me, like, listen, you've done so much wrong, but you've returned, kind of like the prodigal mm-hmm. son. And here I am waiting for you. I've been here the whole time, you know. And it was just, it's like he knew I needed that. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's so beautiful too, like that the feast day on December thirteenth, Saint Lucy, who's the uh, patron saint of the blind. And how blind I had been of what I had my entire life up to that point, and so it was like she was interceding for me as well. So, it's uh, I always say, uh, uh, I always go every year on December thirteenth. I always make sure to go to confession on that anniversary, yeah. amongst many other times throughout the year. Um, and uh, you know, I'm always always praying uh, to Saint Lucy before I walk in. But yeah, it's one of those moments. So, how many years was it it took for your wife after you came back? Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, well, I came back in 2017, and uh-huh. she was right after that, you know, yeah. six months. You know, oh, we did it good. really together, you know. Um, it, it didn't take long after that. Once she got into RCIA, St. Matthew has a tremendous RCIA program. Uh, Jen Cabe out there, very good catechist. Um, and just the, the, what she exposes people to, the, the amount of knowledge and everything. Um, and my wife saw how passionate I was about it. And so that moved her to want to learn more and everything too. So, yeah, it didn't, it didn't take long for her. I, and I think that's the beauty about truth. You know, wherever you see the truth, it's easy, it's easily recognized. Mm-hmm. And my wife picked up on that because she's much smarter than I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Seth, thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. With me um, has been Seth Burkholder. And again, uh, thank you, Seth. Um, And until next time, peace and all good. I might have gone to church, you know, at Christmas time, gradually quit going. It's not as scary as I thought it was. (laughs) It's a much more warm and open place. And God really is about love. It's not about the rules and the things that I remember as a young child. It really is about the love that God has for each one of us that's so um, deep and wonderful. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for any reason, visit catholicscomehome.org.